How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Hello, hello, hello. So happy to have you back. Thanks, Dean from taco.co. Hey, anytime, Sandra. Good to have y'all. We have a good and fun and busy show, some funny comedians and creators and all that good stuff right here. We have some in studio and some on phone from La La Land. Are they in La La Land? No. No, they're not. Okay. Canadian La La Land. Yeah, same idea. Whatever. Yeah. It's that way. It's out that way. That's true. Yeah. The West. So in studio, we have Leslie Seeler. Oh, Seiler. Or Seiler. Yeah. We could do that. Just It's it just tradition. Really... I get everybody's name wrong. <laughs> Alumnus of Second City, Toronto, and wrote some sketch reviews. Lots going on. We're going to talk more about what Leslie's got going on. Uh, but we also got Todd Graham, Toronto-based comedian, and been at festivals at Just for Laughs, so much stuff. On the phone, we have Brian Elward. Did I say that, Brian? You did. You said it right. I know. I'm so, Woo! like, rude. People just think I'm rude, but I'm not. I just, I'm dumb. Like, no. difference. I, would you rather say the name wrong or ask, right? That's the polite thing, Sam. Well, I think so. Right? I hate when people get my name wrong, just by the way. Yeah. Okay, so Brian, Bangkok-based Canadian comic. What, how does that... Is, is there a Bangkok in Canada? There's not. No, I'm, Quin- I'm in Quinnell, BC right now. Oh, okay. Lala. You're liar. That must be awesome. How is it out there right now? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm here on tour in BC right now. But you're from Newfoundland. I am. I'm from Newfoundland. And I love watching your stand-up because um, I could hear the little Newfoundlandish. A little bit coming out, and you talk about home, which is great. It's there, yeah. We're going to talk more about performing across the world, but you're the holder of the stand-up comedy world record for performing 21. (laughs) It's like a porn star for that, you know, when she does that. This is what you do in comedy. Performing 21 different sets of 10 minutes each at 21 venues in 11 hours as part of the South Korean Music Festival, HBC Fest. That's right. Okay, I, I'm just doing math. Line. 21 different sets of 10 minutes. So Okay, so each venue, 10 minutes each in 11 hours. So you were just on the move all the time. Yeah, that was it. It was just a uh, festival, and I just got competitive, and I was bored. It was something to do, really. I love that. It was so something to do. To I think I it's great. It. Well, it's nice to challenge yourself, I think, as a comic to do stuff like that. That's it, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was just something to do. The venues were pretty close by, and I asked the guy, and then he said, how many do you want to do? And I said, how many can I do? And he said, all of them as a joke. And I said, is that possible? <laughs> and then he got back to me with a schedule that the logistics made sense. So we went for it. Wow. And you've done CBC Radio, Sirius XM. And then now you're on this big little BC comedy tour on the Canada's West Coast. That's what it's called. Big little BC comedy tour. What cities are in there? Uh, I've already done Mackenzie, Prince George, Quinnell, and uh, got... Kamloops, Salmon Arm, Nanaimo, Victoria, Duncan, Cumberland, and Vancouver coming up. I love Kamloops. I've been to Kamloops. I absolutely love it. The mountain. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's the next one. I'm there Friday. Oh, okay. Well, I think I should be. What are the audiences? I mean, when you play across the country, I've asked this question before. Um, what do you get in BC that you're not getting, let's say, in the Maritimes? I'm not sure. Not I, think stone is, is kind of, so I think it depends on, on who's putting it together. I mean, this one's being put together by Tom Bassett of Big Dog Comedy. And, uh, you know, his hospitality is incredible, and he's really gone out there and uh, made a way for himself and put together some good rooms. I mean, it's just people who really appreciate coming out having a laugh. 
But the audiences have to be different. They're going to laugh at different things in different parts of the country, or not? Yeah, they'll laugh at different things, but I find so far no one's been no one's been too tight. We've been in Mackenzie, Prince George, and Quinnell, and, you know, they're not politically correct in those towns. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure it'll change when I get to Victoria and Vancouver. That'll be interesting. Yeah. What are you expecting there? Just a little tighter. A little tighter. Yeah. All jokes about hummus. Yeah. <laughs> Granola. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Phoenix Tears and cannabis oil and I don't know. Am I being stereotypical about the what, marijuana about use pot in BC? Culture? Yeah, pot culture. I don't know. They, of course, they the, like my it. pot professionals here. They take right? it seriously, yes. You know what? I oh, ate a, a weed cookie the other day to... Uh, Look to, at what a big boy you yeah, are. Look I thought, at you. Uh, I thought, well, this will help me sleep. But I did it right before I went to sleep. And <clears> it did, but I woke up and it was still going. Yeah, still man. Zooming along, yeah. They take it seriously out here. They get all kinds of names for them. I'm like, in Newfoundland, we just call it weed. Yeah. <laughs> out there, it's, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. That's so funny. I've been taking um, the weed oil stuffy, THC stuff, yeah. like for the cancer stuff. And uh, I've overdosed twice and got so stoned. Oh, and you grinded out. I, I was barfing, and my ex husband, I'm like, and he's a big smoker, and. He's like, just let it go. Like he didn't tell me to let it go, like he should have, because yeah. I'm just so used to not being stolen like that. So now I'm on the CBD oil, feeling much better. And there you, you go. Might, you might hear it. I'm sure Our that's. I'm sure that's rocking you all, Brian. Uh, <laughs> wow. We're going to talk with Brian Elward because you performed like in Asia, Southern Asia, and yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of changes in audience. What what kind of stuff can you do there? You can't do here. <clears throat> Um, well, it's a lot of a lot of big expat crowds as well, but there's a lot of locals. So I got started because I was teaching English over there, and that's how I actually started comedy on a bet over there in wow. South Korea. And um, yeah, and then I just ended up getting hooked up with this circuit that's that's uh, really booming right now. I mean, it might be the biggest booming comedy circuit in the world. It's all over like Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, even Thailand, Cambodia, India, everywhere. So um, like a boom, they just want to see comedy. Yeah, they just want to see comedy. It's, uh, stand-up is kind of different in a lot of these places. Uh, people just, you know, talking about their feelings or talking out on the government or just having, you know, certain opinions. So it's, it's very interesting to watch. Um, and there's a lot of expats as well. But, I mean, in places like Malaysia, Singapore, um, even Thailand, places like that, a lot of locals speak English. But, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, rooms full of people, in some cases even arenas. I mean, in Malaysia and Singapore, I mean, they're bringing over the best comics and they're selling, you know, thousands of tickets a month. Wow, Brian, that's incredible as an artist to be able to perform uh, at different parts of the world like that and really accommodate the audiences. And it's nice to hear that part of the world is loving it. Tell us about your tour, uh, Big Little BC Tour. Yeah, my Big Little BC Tour. is my first time in BC, actually. I mean, I've crisscrossed most of Canada um, over the past 10 years, but I've never done BC. So I got in touch with uh, Big Dog Comedy, Tom Bassett, and then uh, he put together a run of five shows. And I'm also with Two Fire TV, Danny Menlo and his crew, Kim Sakamoto. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. And um, so I'm doing 10, 10, 10 spots. Um, awesome. Like I said, I got Kamloops on Friday. I mean, um, Salmon Arm, Nanaimo, Victoria, Duncan, Cumberland, Vancouver. So I can, uh, I mean, I'll send you the thing anyway. You can put it up. Yes. But uh, Thank yeah, you. you get tickets at eventbrite.ca. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Brian. Yeah, Good luck with that. Yeah, thank you. Brian Allward, uh, give me a, a social media contact for you for people. At Bags of Soup on Twitter. Because <laughs> <laughs> you talk about your boobies look like bags of soup. <laughs> and your stomach right. looks like wet milk or wet bread. That's right. I don't think I don't listen when you talk, baby. That's hot talk. That's, That's foreplay right. for me, my brother. Yeah. 
good. <laughs> Have a good tour. Love you. Long time. Thanks a lot, Brian man. Outward. Thanks for having more, me, guys. More with our panel, Leslie Seiler and Todd Graham, after the break on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> Inside jokes. It's it's about comedy. That's what we do here. And uh, there's people who make it possible. Um, I don't look this good for nothing as you look at me right now. It's Lena Brockwellhurst hair design that makes me acceptable to people beyond the studio. So le- thank you, Lena. And um, the Radisson Admiral down the street here on Queen's Key makes it nice and comfy, cozy, nice little boutique hotel. And I do naughty things there. Against the grain. Thanks for the food. Feeding us all the time. And Hakeem Optical, our our parent, our mommy parent sponsors. Yeah. And Holly Garvey Penny, real estate at BosleyRealEstate.com. And our new guy, the big cannoli. Because you can only have it one way. Wait, is that real? I swear to God. You know what the he did? He opened cannoli. a drive-through. No, a walk-through at Market Lane. You could walk yeah. through because it's an outdoor. Isn't that incredible? I know. Leslie Siler's looking at me going, is Where, this uh, chick for real? Yeah. What's happening right now? Where is the big cannoli? Where's There's, that? They're in Woodbridge. There's two of them. I knew it. But yeah. that's like that's like sponsor number eight this week. You know what I think, Sandra? What? I think your eyes can have it all when you're getting <laughs> your hair done by Lena Brocklehurst on your way to the Radisson Hotel, eating Didn't some Rick, against the grain. Rick Moranis did a, an ad where he makes fun of radio uh, hosts, and he does. It's all commercials, like the whole thing. We could, we got to call that up. It's brilliant. Because that's what I'm aspiring for. Uh, Leslie Seiler, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You you are just a six-time Canadian Comedy Award winner. <laughs> and your improv and sketch, mostly on TV, selling uh, something for radio. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I mean is you can see me in a lot of commercials, I guess, is what uh-huh, I'm saying. You know, the, uh-huh. the, the, like what? The, like the what? Canadian actor bread and butter. Oh, gosh. What's on right now? Actually, you can hear me right now in a Honda ad. Um, but you look very familiar when I look at you. Actually. Yeah, I just had. Well, here's the joke. I just had this bingo commercial replay that's <laughs> like eight years old, and they brought it back again. And it's it's wonderful, but it's also like it's the thing I'm most recognized for. They're like, you're the bingo girl. I do like a bad cartwheel and almost fall. <laughs> it's a bingo scratch ticket. Um, oh, yes, yes, oh! I gotta look out for that, that now. Now you're yeah. on. De- were you on Degrassi? I was. I was. Stop it! The I next was, generation. I was only a couple episodes, but uh, but my character did come back, which I feel again in Canadian television. That's a win. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was like a really like airy like yoga coach, and of course, one of the young uh, teens was pregnant. So I was coaching her through how to have a baby. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Guess You're just funny. Doing. You're just so animated. I love watching you. <laughs> um, and then Todd Graham is here. Hi, Todd. Hi. You're at Just for Laughs and JFL 42. Yeah, that's right. Last year. And you created a cult classic in 1987, The Apocalypse Pooh. That's combining right. footage from Woody the Pooh with the audio from Oliver Stone's Apocalypse Now. <laughs> well, Francis Ford Coppola's. <laughs> Friends for a couple of yeah. That's what you're known. Those mashups are so cool to do that. I love yeah. that. Do you know what's funny? Um, I was at uh, Just for Laughs. They did the Kevin Hart pitch party this last summer at last year's. Did you go to that, Dean? Were you part of the pit in there? No, uh, I went. I wasn't part of it. Thanks for no, no, out in the, the audience. <laughs> yeah, I was in the audience at Just for Laughs, Sandra. I just once keep again. reminding yeah. you. Uh huh. Oh yeah, you weren't yeah, allowed. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So they had uh, ten uh, people pitch to Kevin Hart which will end up on his LOL streaming. And uh, one of the ones was this uh, mashup thing. You see, you did it in 1987, and now it was all the rage. They kept showing all these mashups. Actually, some guys went up, and they took Richard Pryor material, and they did animation to it. 
which I don't know how that copyright's going to work. But anyway, (laughs) but then there was others doing mashups. So it's very cool that you did that. And Todd, do you work like in this building? That's right. What do you do here? Fifth floor. What do you do? I I shouldn't say what floor, should I? Because people might come (laughs) look at it. The fans of Todd Graham will track (laughs) you down. It's above the fourth floor. (laughs) Okay, you don't want to say what you do. You scrub floors? No, I'm a scheduler. Schedule uh, shows. Yeah. For TV, course TV. That's right. We're one big family here. Yeah. And there's comedians like throughout, like you could just stumble on one. Um, Leslie. Yeah. Comic, comics trump hate. So you mm-hmm. took something and you, that you feel strongly about and mm-hmm. as often you turn it into art. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, because <laughs> often like as a comedian, you feel, I feel like I don't really have any skills, right? Except, <laughs> let's yes, be honest. Yes, you do. Okay. Well, this one. Um, so yeah. So uh, I actually went down to the Women's March in Washington awesome. um, on the 21st and it was, you know, just an incredible experience. But the whole message of it was like, now what? It's all good to go down and right. you know, be like, hey, I'm protesting for the first time ever. Um but then, yeah, the, the marching orders were, what are you going to do about it? So when I came home, my friend and I, we were talking about uh, putting together a fundraiser. And then another friend, I can't take credit for coming up with the brilliant title, Comedy Trumps Hate, uh, which, of course, is an homage to uh, our good friend Hillary's uh, yes. <laughs> campaign. We all remember. Um, yeah, so we have an amazing fundraiser show going on. Uh, it's going to be this Saturday, March 18th, um, at the Second City. And we have just some, like, amazing Second City alumni coming out to perform. Like who? Oh, we've got Kathy Greenwood, Colin Moss. Deb McGrath, Pat McKenna, Robin Duke, Teresa wow. Pavlinak. Those yeah. are big names. Like it's kind of like Canadian royalty. Royalty. Yeah, so really in sketch. Is, yeah. yeah. So like I'm geeking out about it. Um no, <laughs> so and you're a big deal. Yeah. So how important I mean, this is something we talk about here with a lot of comics because mm-hmm. um comics I always feel and what I say openly is that comics actually influence public opinion. Totally. Because of the power of the spoken word. My background is radio, and for 25 years, I've told advertisers, you want to be on radio because the spoken word is that powerful. Totally. And comedians have even more powerful, uh, and we've seen examples of it, and I always talk about Hannibal Buress, when he outed Bill Cosby and what he's done, Mm -hmm. and there's been all, all kinds of examples. And so, what do you hope, do you hope to achieve or you just want to educate people like first of all what is the show about so it's gonna it it, it is really about raising funds for planned parenthood that's kind of mm-hmm. the goal but obviously the title um so it's gonna be there's gonna be sketch there's gonna be stand-up so there's not really a theme to the content of the show mm-hmm. per se but what we're hoping is that a lot of people were coming up to me kind of after the election after the marches and all this and saying like what can i do there's nothing tangible i can do again we're comedians we have no talents no we do we have lots of talent we have lots of talent listen to us um <laughs> <laughs> but you know as far as doing something tangible what mm-hmm. what can we do so this is a way that if you just buy a ticket to this one thing you're doing something you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah. so yeah so really what we're hoping to achieve is giving people that tangible like we can make a difference if you bring a lot of people together towards a common kind of goal and a common cause eventually we'd like to continue to do one one i mean it's gonna be a long four years right so right (laughs) or maybe less we'll see what happens with russia but anyway um so yeah so uh, we hope to continue doing this and and uh, so the next time it'll be just for a different cause it might be for uh i mean there's lots of people under under siege right now is that yeah you know what i mean for sure refugees immigrants all that thing so the next one might be a, a fundraiser for a different um a different organization basically mm-hmm. yeah okay and that's oh, leslie seiler talking mm-hmm. about comics trump hate mm-hmm. which is a show she gathered some sketch comics together to create the show at uh second city yeah it's gonna march be 18th mm-hmm. and then in studio we also have todd graham we're gonna be talking more with him and dean from taco.co and his big tour yeah. holy cow I'm- it's 
crazy. Right? I'm on it right now. Cowboys and Indian. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm Santa Cruz on Talk Radio AM 640. This is Kay Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Akeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. Inside Jokes, this show right here, we talk about comedy. That's what we do. We talk with comedians and creators and sketch artists. And we talk about funny things and how they do it and what it means to you makes you happy i'm santa carusi and i don't do that too much so i let other people do it that's why we're here make people happy (laughs) i just promote sometimes i do when you give me cannolis i was happy about that i'm gonna bring cannolis in Uh, no that was john cattucci Cattucci well let's give you credit he's not here here. he's the cattucci yeah the cannoli man because you can only do one thing at a time oh (laughs) is that that actual their slogan no they have so even when you text with val from big cannoli he he has these lines like everything's like cannoli mean it uh, i just did an event that's why it was uh, i know every week it's you come back from an event from a or fundraiser just going to dinner with people and you're like we get this new spot of vinnie boombats is our new i'm like yeah, okay yeah shut your pie hole <laughs> todd graham todd graham has been around for a long time apocalypse poo that's what right. a combo that's so funny and it's so guy i mean um it combines winnie the Pooh with the audio from francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse Now. That's Correct. so yes. funny. Yeah. How hard was that doing that? Well, uh, it was uh, it was a long time ago. Uh, I was uh, much younger. And uh, were you stoned? Uh, no, I, I wasn't. <laughs> a lot of people watching it in subsequent years. Happened, I would but... think so because Dean said he watched it with some people, and I'm thinking some vape was going on there. Well, we watched it. I I first saw it in it, no word of a lie in in high school media English in grade eleven in really? Thunder Bay Ontario. Wow! Yeah. Shout out to Todd. Mr. McLeod, my media English teacher. But I remember that he he, he in what context? In that we watched Apocalypse Now, and then we watched like a few different shows and stuff about the Vietnam War, and Apocalypse Pooh was in the rotation there. And he was like, "This Canadian guy made this." Da da da. High school Thunder Bay. That teacher is a cool teacher. Right? But I am thinking about like what, what the process would have been to make that because I remember in film school, we had to do the editing on like the flatbeds, right? So you have like your sound tape and then your film strip. And it was a nightmare. I hated it. I can't even imagine. That was, that was I well, deleted you, everything so many times. Like Todd, like something like that. How do you put something like that together? Well, it was, uh, uh, you know, like many uh, uh, young fellas in high school, uh, um, Apocalypse Now was a favorite film, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, I'd seen it enough that a lot of the lines were were automatic. And uh, and one day when I later went to art school, a friend had a, a Tigger puppet, <laughs> and he was harassing me with it. And 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 the line, which I can't say on radio, uh, <laughs> came to mind about a, a tiger. And uh, thought, oh, those two will go together, and. It was it was uh, quite frowned upon, especially in those days, to to uh, uh, infringe on anyone's copyright, uh, and uh, uh, there was no because uh, uh, it was before social media, and like now, which happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 Disney was quite litigious in those days. Oh, Jesus. In fact, they uh, even sued nursery schools for painting Disney characters. Oh, for the love wow. of yeah. poo. Really? <laughs> yeah, so, well, so is this not uh, on YouTube right now? Oh, it is. Yeah. But do you get in trouble from Disney now? No, 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 no. There, How about a, Francis for uh, Coppola? Or is uh, he hammered off wine? Well, Nobody I, cares. I, I, yeah. 
I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> the impact is not, it's just like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, it's been floating around for a long time. Wow. Before, uh, before the internet. So my timing wasn't great in that regard. <laughs> but uh, Man, if you did something like that, now, that was 1987, actually a lot before your anyone's time and doing stuff like that. Like that's something you would think you would see now just from access to technology to create something like that. That was pretty incredible to do it back then. Well, it took a little longer, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> with those uh, rolly uh, tapes with the, I just remember from radio school. The kind yeah, of like what we used. Yeah, yeah. The rolly tapes, I don't even know what that's called. All the tape transfers, everything's so instant now. Well, yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I think rolly tape is correct. Rolly, rolly tape, tape is actually the industry the, term. The actually term, Tom, Techie Tom, um, you don't even know because you never had to use it. Splice and uh, splicing, I just that's how we edited even digitally, though, I remember in film school, I kept on wiping out my student film, and I was sleeping there in the editing room because I kept on having to redo it. And one of my profs came up to me, and he was like, is everything okay at home? <laughs> I'm like, why? And he's like, because you've been here for like three nights straight. Because <laughs> I can't figure this stuff out. And it I never was hard. did, and here we are. Yeah. Todd Graham, yeah. how would you explain yourself as a stand-up? Uh, you have a very unique style. Well, it's, uh, it's uh, kind of uh, dry, I guess. Yeah. A little bit. I could tell. Yeah. Like it's so dry. I need a drink right now. Yeah. Well, you can't hear me smiling on the on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> look, at the, look at the face. I just want to. <laughs> you know, you're good when you could just pull that off. You just so dry. Right. Well, you got to get used to, to the, the quiet. Well, right. Your timing is everything when you're going to do that kind of delivery. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, Todd, you get called, a, you know, a comics comic all the time. Like, as a working comedian, you have such a distinct style. Like, you have such a distinct delivery. You have your own voice. Do you Have you found that it's sort of made it difficult for people to place you in certain categories? Like, you're almost in your own category, really. Yeah. Nobody's really doing things the way you're doing them. Do you find it sort of makes it more difficult to well, get onto well, certain things? Yes and no. Yeah. Uh, if... Uh... If people aren't quite on board with uh, with how stand up works, uh, and that happens sometimes when yeah. you go into uh, well, far flung uh, uh, reaches of uh, of Ontario, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, they uh, they might just think that I'm I'm handicapped. <laughs> well, yeah, like that's what I mean. This is why if somebody's tuning in right now, they're like, "What's wrong with that guy?" You have to understand the delivery is just incredible. And it's deadpan and just the, the <laughs> right? Like Leslie's giggling. Oh, totally. yeah. Right? You just, you got to appreciate this kind of dry, which I love. And you're right, Dean. There's not a lot of it around as much. Yeah. Because like, it's not an easy thing to pull off. No, and I mean, uh, talking about that comics comic thing, I mean, Todd's a crowd's comic too, but he is <laughs> one of the one of the only comics really in this, on the Toronto scene, especially where Comics will just stick around the back of the show to watch them, to watch his set. Wow, you know... You might otherwise take you, off or you catch your friend for a couple of minutes and then go on to your next thing, but people well, stick around when Todd's going Steven up. Schuster was like that, right? You guys knew him. We just... Another one of our community passed away. Uh, um, Wayne Schuster's son. Yeah. Um, and sadly, so uh, here at Inside Jokes, we just want to send our love to the family and to those who knew him and those in the comedy community who had the pleasure to watch him because many stayed afterwards, Dean, like you said, and watched him perform. Yeah, because sometimes I'm just tired and I want to do my own set. And then I I do the same trick I use at parties sometimes. 
uh, which snake. is pretend I'm going to the bathroom and then actually just, just leave. leaving. Yeah. So you know you're a good comic when other comics stay in the back room yeah. to watch you, like our boy who's here, Todd Graham, and more with Leslie Seiler after the break on Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. Your eyes can have it all at Hakeem Optical. And that's the sound of the cancellation from the client. Right? Thank you. No, they Dang. love me. Because you wear the Ray-Bans I bought you. Christmas I do yesterday. wear my uh, Ray-Ban Aviators I'm so, courtesy of Hakeem Optical. I'm so Italian. I, I give them a gift and I remind them every week that I bought it for them. It's nice though. I'm Basically, I live my life like a Dickensian orphan. So people give me glasses or Dickensian food every orphan. once in a while. It's appreciated Are and talking about? very needed. <laughs> is that is that the uh, the theme of the show? His adopt Dean. Yeah. Because it, it sounds like the, the Hakeem Optical theme. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it does. They sponsor. Yeah, Todd. Very similar. You're so funny. What con- Where do you get your material from? Like, what do you like? Where does it come from? Oh, I. I I'm afraid. I of still. Answer. I still. I've been. Uh, well, it's from the future. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the future. Do you just imagine what the future would be like? Every day. Every day. Yeah. And then you just apocalypse. Well, I write it down. And then, uh, are you a conspiracy theorist? For well, sure. I, I, I have been in the past, but uh, it hasn't really gotten me anywhere. So <laughs> I'm trying another tack. <laughs> if you don't, if you're just tuning in, this is Inside Jokes. We're talking comedy, and there's different kinds of comedy. And Todd Graham's here, very dry um, artist, and um, you might not get it. And that's too bad, because if you do, <laughs> the timing is incredible. It's not easy to do what he does. Um, and Leslie. Yeah. Okay, so with sketch comedy, because actually Vince Tedesco, our producer here, this is where we met. We took classes at Second City oh, like 15 out. years ago. Okay. I know. You could tell by my magnificent improbability as I Absolutely. just shift back and forth easily. Totally. Remember, uh, Vince, <laughs> some of the um, games we would have to play. Oh, God, clap focused. You do a lot of that. Remind me of that one, please. So literally you stand in a circle and I clap at you. Yes. And then you clap to someone. Yes, yes, we did that. switch it around. Yeah. We did yes, that. And, yeah. Yes, and. Yes, and. Yes, and. Yes, and. Yes, and. Yes, and. Freeze. You guys play freeze a lot where yeah. it's like. Remind me of that one. You're doing two people but doing a scene. You, you call freeze and then you take the physical position of somebody and start a new scene. Oh, my gosh. Like you're jumping in and out. We'd see this stuff on mm. whose line is it anyway. Yeah. It's still on. Colin Mockery, who's going to be in your show that's coming that's up right. March 18th. Like, what a thrill. And I think improv is, I think every single person, when I left that experience, I think I went to level C. You kept going, right, Vince? Mm-hmm. Where did, did you do conservatory? In LA. Oh, oh my you know, goodness. And now look at you. Producing. Okay, no, but you did it in LA. How cool. Who's in your class, Vince? I didn't even ask Nobody you. famous. Oh, okay. No, no, no. It's just... Um... Same. Yeah, no, cool. No, I just thought doing it in LA would be cool. Yeah, Everything all, sounds so cool in LA. I know, it is so Hollywood. You could have stayed in Canada, Vince, if you wanted to do Cheaper. comedy with nobody famous. You could have stayed here. <laughs> yeah. sure That's not all, true. We have do better things, but we yeah. have big sketch artists here who yeah. are really good. Huge, huge. So, On that show. Uh, <laughs> I just, the experience, I, I love it and it, because I was doing sales and radio at the time and I wanted to use it to hone my comedy material or my skills. 
I just think every single person in every industry, and I will put my kids in it just in, totally. when they're old, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like the skills, if you're in sales, if you have to speak in, in a boardroom, if you have to speak for work in any job, if you work at a bank, if you work anywhere, take the time to take uh, an improv class. Oh God, absolutely. People yeah. do. A lot of people take it like just the regular ADE program because I, yes. I teach it now. Do you? Yes, awesome. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm forming the improvisers of tomorrow. <laughs> at Second City. Um, at Second City, yeah, Judy Kroon is there? Uh, no, not anymore. Okay, not so anymore. who is no. some of the team? I think we've had. So, yeah, we've got like, well, Kevin Frank, he's the artistic director yes. of the training center. Yeah, still. And then, oh God, so many like Paul Bates, um, Alistair Forbes, Jason DeRoss. Again, these names mean a lot if you're a big Second City fan. But yes. these are all sort of alumni of, uh, of Second mm-hmm. City. Who's teaching there? Though? Who's been there for a while though? Lisa Merchant. Mm-hmm. She's been there for. Yes, like, she's Shore. awesome. What's that? Sorry? David Shore. Uh, no, David isn't teaching anymore. He was in London. He's actually just come back. So David Shore is back. So what's the biggest skill that you tell people they take away from improv when they're learning? You know, to not judge yourself, I think. To just, yeah. to, to go for it. You have to risk and you have to just say it. And then, um, I would say, I would say taking risks and then collaboration. Like, so you're building a scene together. Um, a lot of people, I always say, if you want, if you don't want to work with somebody, then do stand up, right? Would that be right, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> but if you like working with people, then improv, because it's so collaborative, right? It's like, you say something, then I say, yes, that's true. And I add my offer to it and it just goes from there. So Yes. Yeah. I, I did one of these too, like just the introductory one. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back and do some more of it because it, 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 as a stand-up, it puts you in situations and yes. puts you outside of your comfort zone that That's you wouldn't right. normally, right? Mm-hmm. And I love doing like different formats of shows that sort of force you to do a writing exercise or, or just be up in front of a completely different crowd. Yeah. And I felt like it just sort of cracked things open. You're doing stuff that you would be so almost like okay. bashful to do, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think also uh, timing. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Which is impeccable, like beyond above skill, Todd Graham's timing. Mm-hmm, like just mm-hmm. bang right there. Killed me. Killed me? Yeah. Killed me. But good. timing improv teaches that. And I think, totally. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, for And sure. in what way? Like, so all I remember, because I didn't mm-hmm. get that far advanced, but <laughs> it was so rewarding. Mm-hmm. And I liked, Vince and I became friends, and my other friend Dorothy, because he was generous as a partner when you were yes. doing stuff. And that's important too, oh, right? Oh, totally. You've got to be, like, again, it's, it's, it's like a judgment-free space, and you've got to be... Uh, yeah, you've got to be willing to work with with your partner, build something together. And um, that's the other thing is that so many people make relationships there. Like the, just taking classes there, becoming part of the community. Mm-hmm. Like that's how people meet like their comedy partners that they go on and do stuff. Yes, or or yes. just friends for life, stuff yes. like that. Uh, a lot of people get married. A lot of people hooking up in those no, classes. No, not Vince and I. We hate each oh, other. Oh, not you two? Okay. Other people are. Oh, meet, they do meet. that? Yeah. Well, well, I think you're like-minded. Like, no, but Vince and I, we've maintained friends all these years, even though we yeah. got into different businesses. But like it's a, a great connection and you just my other girlfriend Dorothy and I we still talk about how much fun it was with Vince where we met him Amazing. and uh, anyway so that's a big plug for taking sketch comedy <laughs> yeah. classes uh, and we'll talk more with uh, Leslie si- Seiler Todd Graham and the other people in the studio after this on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640 Hey, I'm South African comedian Trevor Noah, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Inside Jokes, comedy. You know what I love? We have um, Leslie Seiler with their big show. What's the show called, Leslie? It's called Comedy Trump's Hate. Yes. March 18th. With all the biggest like sketch artists in Canada getting yeah, together for yeah, that. honestly. And we're talking about the power of improv, and we're all just telling Dean on break. But for stand-up, like, you have to go to... 
improv, I think. Todd, have you done any? Did I ask you this? I, uh, no, I, Todd I took Graham? a couple classes with, with Lisa Merchant. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So did you find, how does it help you? Does it help with your timing? Well, I, I, I really am one of those people that, that writes too much in my head. So it was not. Uh, <laughs> What's that not, mean? Well, I, I'm thinking about things too much. I couldn't uh, sort of be in the moment. Ah, uh, you know? interesting. Yeah, it's uh because there's so many different ways to execute stand-up comedy, obviously. And there's some comics who write it down and per verbatim, like I don't know a lot of but younger comics, right? And then you get you evolve and you kind of do point form and then you get to a point where our my good friend Peter Wildman, who's uh works here and he's in, from the Frantics. You would know them. Yep. Um he says Sandra, now what you want to do is put a joke per card. And kind of work it that way. And so everybody develops their method. Mm-hmm. And then there's some like Pat Pat Oswalt who um, is all in the brain. He writes nothing down and just goes. Yeah. Is that what you do, Todd? Oh, I, yeah. I just come up with it at, at the moment. Do yeah, you? Uh, so, no, I, everything's pre-programmed. Pre-programmed. But you were saying like in your brain, like there's obviously stuff that comes out. But he's, well, it's, uh, it's pretty specifically uh, worded and, and carefully considered. Like Todd's a very written comic, because he's also playing sort of persona up there. Whereas in improv, you're just like, yes, you're playing jazz. You're just going in the moment. Like yeah. Todd's a constructed thing. Because I used to, I that was always sort of my thing too. Because I start off writing for other people, right? So it's like I always had everything so chiseled into my brain. I knew exactly how it was going to be laid out mm-hmm. and, and all that. But personas, Todd, are you in persona now? Well, I, I you know it's a it's a an extension of myself, I would say. That would be a fair... Uh, you're an extension of your... You're like who you're on stage? Well, I, 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 uh, I'll I, certainly uh, slow things down a bit and on stage, and, and other, otherwise my wife would be really upset <laughs> <laughs> if I spoke like this all the time. Yeah, I think I'd kill you, for sure. People have said... That I sound like uh, a little bit like uh, Bob Newhart. Yes. And yes. Then, uh, this is why I'm loving you right other, now. Other people have said uh, uh, Norm MacDonald. But uh, yeah. I I think I sound more like my father. <laughs> <laughs> you look like him a bit too. But see, this is so rare. What Dean was saying is to have this talent who does this. And this is why it's such a treat like to have you in the community locally to to watch you. Because it's a different experience, I think, each time. I want to shift to Leslie Seiler, sketch artist. Leslie, what, like, there had to have been time. Not It's all cheery. We're all bubbly when we're like, yeah, I'm with Colin Mockery, like, pros. Yeah, yeah. But how about the people who aren't so generous and you just want to smash them? Because it could have been a really good sketch, but they're, you're not getting what you need. God, yeah, it can be tough, especially because Second City, actually, a lot of people don't know this. The way we write sketch is through improv. Like, we come, we never sit down with, like, pen to paper when we write a show. We <gasps> come in. That's Tell why, me. Yeah, so it takes us, like, eight to ten weeks as we work on this, right? So you're doing your main stage show at night, but in the afternoon you go in for like four or five hours and you try something so I go okay um, uh, Sandra I want to do a first you and I are on a first date and uh oh we don't look like our tinder profiles what happens so that's the, <laughs> so that's the idea we start like improvising it and then we do it um, in the sets at night in front of an audience we see what works and we just keep improvising it for like weeks until is it, it ever a written is it ever written or it just stays Only after the show opens some poor uh, person has to sit down and watch it on tape and, and transcribe Jesus. the entire show why uh, so that we have it archived so that because like the touring company does archive material so then they would do those sketches like later wow after. Oh, yeah wow. that's how it all so works. do you think on how's it work on snl 
Oh God, that Same is ID? That, no, that, that is crazy because they write a show in a week. So Tuesday Jesus. they come in, they do pitches on Tuesday. Um, I think by Wednesday they whittle down to like, okay, these are the scenes we're gonna do. They, they they're writing all day Wednesday, all night Thursday, Friday's like dress rehearsal, Jesus. and then Saturday is is shooting. And um, I've heard that even on the Saturday, like, they'll still – massive changes or massive cuts. Like, you think you had a sketch in, and then it's like, oh, we're not doing the, yeah. the bread maker sketch anymore. And you're like, oh. So I've heard it's a, it's a harrowing, like, second city on crack. Like, it's nuts. And we all, <laughs> at one point, make fun of SNL. We have the guts to say, like, I, it's not as good as it used to be. I know. And I want to say to those people, you write a show in a week. Yeah. And, <laughs> and right? make everyone a, a, a hit. So you, know? you get it. Everybody oh, in sketch gets it. And yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. you know what, guys? Like, even the stand-ups were like – like I'll say it. Oh my God! Like what's happening? Well, thank God for Alec Baldwin, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Kate McKinnon who saved the day. But historically, SNL has always had that too. Like they'll have these peaks and valleys, right? So they Absolutely. have this. They've yeah, had these cyclical, time periods sure. where, yeah, where people are just like, well, that's not part of the popular culture anymore. But now, right now, with everything going on in the states, mm. they came back to get. Pe- it's a water cooler show again that people are talking mm-hmm. about. Totally, again, right? mm-hmm. yeah. so like this one show. Of those periods like, like this. this. Inside yeah. jokes on everyone's, talk radio tomorrow morning. Tomorrow Monday morning, everyone's talking about this. For sure. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> just at chorus water. Coolers. We'll talk more <laughs> yeah. after the break on talk radio AM six forty. Hey you, I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. What a great show, Inside Jokes. I love it. I love this episode. Leslie Seiler with her big show coming up March 18th, Comics Trump Hate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like every incredible sketch artist in Canada is going to be on this. Every person who you'll see and go, I've seen them in something. Yes, like you. On this show. Yes. I've seen you. <laughs> and right. like, the, and I just wanted to do sketch with you before because I just, uh, what a thrilling, I just, you're teaching at Second City? Yeah, yeah, I'm teaching now, creating the comedians of the future, God help us all. Yes. But yeah, yeah, I think sure. comedians need to go, once again, if you're a comic, you have to take at least one improv class. Actually, you should oh, take more. Yeah, yeah. But, right? This yeah. is a gimme. Yeah, it um, adds to your stand up times 10 um, just from animate, but just everything crowd work. Oh, totally. I think crowd work is mandatory. Like if you can't do crowd work, like work on it. Yeah. Think, <laughs> or even for uh, actors um, uh, like commercial auditions. Like I can't tell you the number of times you go into a commercial audition and they're like, the script is just loose. Just say whatever. Just talk oh, about Jesus. your breakfast. And then yeah. it's like if you're it opens up more work yeah, for you if, if you're not an improviser I've been in those auditions for with somebody who's terrified because they're like what do you mean I, I the, the, the script yeah so uh, yeah Leslie Siler I love you Todd Graham the dry Todd Graham that's right that's it done uh, Bob Newhart meets Norm Macdonald if you like that you will love Todd Graham I where can we see a, you you should just see Todd Graham for Todd Graham yeah he's, just he's call him thing. and see if he'll meet you for a drink or something well, I have a I have a Twitter and an Instagram okay. It's at, at uh, Idiot Gallant. <laughs> They're both the same. It's pretty well shocking that that would be it. I want to plug excessively. Come see me April 1st, Fool's Night at Streets of Legion to support the Armag House. I have a big surprise comic coming out that night, so I think you need to go. And Fiona O'Brien, too. She's very funny. We love her. Thank you to my Inside Jokers, Vince Tedesco, Courtney Eves, T- Tedesco, Tommy, Tom, and... Um, <laughs> 
Um, Tom. Techie Tom. Yeah. And that guy, Dean Taco Daco, on his big Cowboys and Indian tour that you'll hear about in the next five minutes because he took over the listings now. Like, <laughs> mommy doesn't know what you're doing. And listen to all my radio shows on Sundays. Five o'clock, The Parenting Show. Um, at six o'clock, Single in the City, Dating and Relationship Show. And stay on for eight o'clock with us. Thank you. It's time for your weekly comedy listings. Monday nights, don't miss the Alt. Comedy Lounge at Toronto's famous Rivoli. Tuesday nights, it's Pro Case Comedy at Absolute Comedy Clubs and the Propen Mic at Comedy Bar, hosted by Jarrett Campbell. Wednesday night, Absolute Comedy's Pro-Am Night and the longest-running weekly show in Toronto, Wednesday nights at Spirits, launched by Joanna Downey. And don't miss the Open Mic every Wednesday at the Underground Comedy Club. Thursdays, catch the cult hit Laugh Sabbath at Comedy Bar. Friday and Saturdays, check out Who's Downtown on the main stage at the Toronto Yuck Yucks. March 16th to 18th, it's Barry Crimmins with Jeff McHenry up in Vaughan and Adrian Cronk at Yuck Yucks Hamilton. And catch me, Dean, on the Cowboys and Indians comedy tour from Toronto to Vancouver. Hit up talkhole.co for upcoming shows and venues. And catch Just for Laughs with an all-new lineup up at the Flato Markham Theatre on April 5th. Hey, it's Techie Tom, this week's Comedy Rx featuring Brian Elward. My wife wants to have kids. I do not. Uh, we're back and forth on it, but then when we start talking about baby names, it gets ridiculous. Like, it just gets... Uh, like, what's your name, buddy? Doug. Doug! What's going on, Doug? <laughs> Brian and Doug! That's what I'm talking about. Doug! My wife is like, what do you think about the name Braska? <laughs> what? I've never thought about it before in my life because I didn't know it was a word. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> She's like, it's like the state of Nebraska without the nuh. How do you come up with that equation to name a human being? Is that what we're doing now? We're just taking random states of America and just dropping letters off and naming babies? Because I tried to play along. I tried, I tried. I was like, how about, uh, what about California? It's a nice name for a girl. Here you go, California. Bye. Have a good first day at school. Daddy loves you. Trying to get your f***ing head kicked in going to school in Halifax with a stupid name. Because you will. I know we don't want bullies to be around anymore, but they're around. Like, what's your name? California. You're just getting punched in the face. It's just going to happen. I mean, imagine a roll call, right? Like, Doug, here. Lisa, here. California. California. Oh, that's right. She got punched in the face this morning. She had to go home. I forgot. Another amazing Comedy Rx to wrap up our show. Thanks to Dean Young, our producer, Vince Tedesco, Techie Tom, and our intern, Tevin. Check us out on social media at InsideJoke640. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Sandra Carusi, and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640.